Hello and welcome to Huddersfield Town Extra Time live here from the Coventry City Building Society Arena, I think it's called now. Yeah. Uh, I'm pleased to be joined uh, by Andy Lawson and Dave Hartrick. And thanks ever to Sports Broker for making the show possible. Uh, Dave, you're sat over there somewhere. You've just watched that, that game with me uh, here uh, in Coventry. Can you sum it up for us? Yeah, I think Coventry we were really keen to finish the season off in style and they, they actually played okay, but they can't really create clear-cut chances is what we've discovered about them today. And Town, I thought, defended really, really well and I thought they broke really, really well. And they had a game-changing player off the bench. I thought Tino Andrew came off the bench and I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And that second goal was was the one that put them over the line. You know, I thought it, I mean, it was just a... Again, I I get tired of saying it, but again, it's just quite a very professional away performance in the championship. Yeah, it's it's a different experience watching it in the ground because especially away from home, you get the emotions of the of the crowd and everything rather than and then watching it sort of from home. So did that come across at, at home, Andy, watching it on the telly? Did it did it feel that way that Tam were sort of well measured and, and in control of the situation? Very much, yeah, Raj. Um, I agree that from w- the way I saw it was that was a, a very, uh, very much a, a workmanlike performance, and I mean that in the most respectful way to town. We did what we needed to do. The players who needed to step up did. If you look at players who came in as well, like Scott High, they certainly like the first few minutes, and then in the second half was looking really on. It was making clever runs. Was really looking like they want to take the opportunity that was then with them. And I mean, you you mentioned Tino Angerin as well. I think for a player who comes in with quite the reputation he did being injured when they arrive at the club it's always going to take a bit of time to get into your stride to find the time where the pressures may be I don't want to say off you but at least there's going to be that lot large amount of pressure on well I think by today he looked fit pressure off enjoying his football boom that is Tino Andrew that we've been promised yeah we'll, we'll come on to a couple of those players you mentioned there Andy in a, in a moment um David it seemed as if town sort of had Coventry where they wanted them, so to speak. And that's no disrespect because Coventry for, for large periods were, were really good and, and did, you know, have town under pressure. But it, was, it wasn't it was the type of pressure that seemed like it was a surprise to Huddersfield. It was sort of, this is the way we want this game to go. We've set ourselves up to hit you on the break. And, and it almost played into our hands for large swathes of that. Yeah, well, I think defensively, they were trying to push the crosses into the corners. And uh, then pack the middle for anything that came centrally, and it, it works. You know, Coventry have got some really tricky players, some really creative players as well. Hamer's really good. Kane could be really good. O'Hare's really good. So you've you've got to make it difficult for them. You've got to control that space more than anything else. And it's exactly right. I think Town's tactical plan today was more or less spot on, really. Because I mean. Commentary, they're not a bad side by any by any means, but once you block those passing lanes off to them, they haven't really got a sort of a plan B. They didn't change shape for the entire game. And and sound, yeah, I thought second half, they were under a lot of pressure, but they always looked semi-comfortable. And the important thing was every time town broke, you thought, okay, they look dangerous here. They always look like they could do something on the break. And that's important. Yeah, the, there was sort of a, a a feeling with the way that we set up, even with players missing, that there didn't seem to be much missing on there. It was, you mentioned Scott High, um, who came in. I thought he was brilliant. He did his defence 
defensive work really well, really energetic. But his adventure with his passing is, is something that's a real feature to his play and something with the space ahead of him that, that really shone today, I thought. Yeah, Scott High has an ability where if there is just a moment for him to kind of look around and see what is available to him, he is going to find a really good forward pass. He does also know when to set it back, when, you know, to kind of reset as a team. But I feel like he is a player who today, I think, was almost screaming out, I'm here, I've been here for ages, I've been waiting for my opportunity, now that I've got it, I'm going to utilise this. And you could really see the early play, you got Lewis O'Brien pushing a bit higher than we're used to, and you'd see that Scott High maybe would move to the right side, and again, we'll be running into the box, would be really pressuring the Coventry defence, really saying to Coventry, look, here I am, I'm going to play football with this, I'm going to do well with this. So, yeah, for me, it was a case of... Today, we were seeing a couple of different players within the squad. Were they up for it at this stage of the season? And the answer is most definitely based on Scott High. Yes. Yeah, and depending on how the, the last couple of games go, Dave, you know, the playoffs are, are, are a potential or, you know, high probability will be there. Playing in that type of environment where you're away from home, there is pressure on, you're having to pick your moments and, and be sensible with the ball and, uh, you know, be adventurous in, in the right, moments but not over adventurous and, and be measured the past couple of away performances at Borough and then coming here the two fantastic sides both teams who had real aspirations and, and you know as good a chance as, as town probably at Christmas of being in the top six and coming and winning is, is no bad way to prepare for that is it no it's not and they're likely the way things are shaping up it's likely going to be Luton or Sheffield United there's an outside chance it could be middle or Millwall. No, I don't think they can get Millwall, actually. Um, they're going to need to be patient in that away game, and that's what they were today. And you have to, it's all right being patient, but the one thing Town has struggled with over the last couple of seasons is having that cutting edge. They now have that cutting edge, and it doesn't all come from Danny Ward. I mean, we need to talk about this first goal because we've gone how many minutes without talking about it? Assist for Scott High, tough comes inside, and I mean, He's so confident in front of the goal at the minute. The minute it leaves his foot, you, you knew exactly where it was going. And it was just it was just a great strike, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, the, it was the next thing I was going to come on to. It was it was ridiculous the way he did it. And it is it does scream of a player who scored, was it four or five? Four and his, six. Yeah, four, four and now. six now. Um, and it's it's the pick of the bunch as well. His past few have been, there's a few tappings. The header was brilliant. But this is, you know... As you say, the first touch when he brought it inside, I was kind of thinking, oh, what you you had space there on the yeah. left, what are you doing? And then he couldn't have put it anywhere else. And he did I, I've not seen all the angles back of it. How did it look on telly? Oh, amazing. Every angle, it just gets <laughs> even better and better. Uh, I suppose I'm like you, Raj. I'm expecting uh, Harry Toffolo to use his left foot, go down, go down the, uh, the left side. Uh, so when he cuts in, I also have that slight moment of... Where are you going? And then I see there was a plan here. He was quite determined he was going to use that space. I think he realises that all the defensive uh, players as well are thinking he's never going to come inside and shoot. Dawes, I mean, he absolutely hits the sweet spot. If you are going to be a footballer and you're going to strike a ball like that, you want to hit it exactly as as Toff did. I mean, that was beautiful as it sailed in. Raj, you enjoy the replays tonight. Everyone just gets sweeter as you see it. Excellently. The timing of the goal was really important as well. I felt it kind of took a bit of steam out of Coventry right before half time. Uh, I think the, the fourth official was just getting his board ready for, for putting the minutes up as it hit the top corner. So it was you know, really nicely timed for town. The second goal came again after a little bit of, of pressure from them. Lewis O'Brien 
busting a gut as he always does to, to get on the ball, which really there wasn't much on for him when he went for it. And the you know, the keeper didn't have any other choice but to, to challenge for it. Otherwise, Lou had a, a shot on goal. And, and Tino, Dave, if you want to talk about him, he, he showed what he was all about today. He's been a little bit slow for him. Andy, Andy had mentioned it that you know he, he wasn't fully fit previously, but... He was head and shoulders above when he came on yeah. today, wasn't he? When he came on, he was the best player on the pitch. And he looks fit. He looks half a stone lighter, to be honest. He looks in really good shape now. And he came on and before the penalty. There was the run out on the right where he, he completely eased the pressure by carrying the ball about 40 yards. There was a great turnover on the far side that again took past two players. There was the touch inside of the pass to Danny Ward. Danny Ward should have scored that one-on-one. Yeah. It was just absolutely buzzing. And I was, I tell you what, I was so pleased they gave him the penalty to take, just capitalise on a player who's at the top of his game like that. And he will come out of that so much better. I mean, I, I've advocated on the down podcast that we do for the examiner. I've said it a few times. The one thing about Tino is you want to get him as fit as you possibly can and then potentially ask, can we have him again next season? And it'd be great if they could, because you got to see a little bit today of the potential there, which is absolutely massive. He, he really, I've seen a little bit of him at England youth levels and on form, he, he can be unstoppable. And you just saw a little flash of that coming into format. Well, perfect time, isn't it? Yeah, there was a, an air about him where you, you see it with younger players who who come from bigger clubs and play at the, this this sort of level where without any disrespect to anyone else, they know they're better than the other opposition and they show it with the way they move when he you know, knocks the ball around somebody and just uses pace and power to get past and just a, a skill and balance to his play is absolutely brilliant. And to have that in your back pocket, Andy, with <laughs> these last few games to go, is, is not a bad thing, is it? I think as well that something's worth mentioning, Raj, is that, yeah, players do come to this level sometimes and they do know that they are better than defences, but sometimes players come to this level, get bullied. Somebody maybe comes and takes them out quite early on in their, their time in the Championship. Tino Andrin today, there was no bullying him. They couldn't get anywhere near him. He knew how to take out. I mean, some of the skills were like playing FIFA. He was able to get around them. And as you say, with the timing as well, he comes in in January. It's taken him time to settle, to get to this kind of performance today. But if you look at how town season is now, we have got more games. It's not just about what we do next weekend against Bristol City. There's then playoff semi-finals. There's then potentially game after that, you know, but in terms of timing, if you're going to have, as it were, a player who's a bit like a new signing, now's the time to do it because another thing will be, and Dave probably knows more about this than me, but if you're an opposition manager, so Bristol City, but then moving into the playoffs, you can scout Tino Andrin, you can know what Tino Andrin can bring, but when you've only got a certain amount of data because he's had a few games, you're not entirely sure what to expect. So there's that unknown from him. So from our point of view, timing-wise, this is brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's put himself well within a, a shout of a first start next week, I think, perhaps. Um, with, with these last, you know, this last game of the regular season next week, Dave, and, you know, the different ways everything could go, depending on other games and everything. Town of, you know, was it five wins in six since the international break now and three wins on the spin there's there's no real better way to get yourself up for the the end of the season is there than, than this sort of form and this atmosphere because similar to that unbeaten run previously there is a a building atmosphere a sense of you know 
movement and progression in the side that is really important. Yeah, and I mean, I advocated after the Borough game when I was on here, I don't believe in making a load of changes because I think momentum is so important going into the playoffs. And I thought Town made the right amount of changes and the right changes today. And I think against Bristol, they can rest a couple again. But keeping that spine and keeping that core together is so important. And yeah, it, it is a bit of a cliche to say it, but momentum is massive going into the playoffs. It really is. And Town finishing this strongly, it's not, it, it's not that it's unexpected, but it's the fact that they managed to have the mega run they did in the middle of the season to put themselves in contention. Then the wheels wobbled a little bit with a, a couple of dodgy games. The fact they've managed to pull it back together and start another mini run speaks a lot about the character in the side, really, and the character in the squad. Um, and that can only stand them in good stead going into the playoffs, whoever they end up playing against. Yeah, the character in the squad's a real point, Andy, because if you, you count the lads who are missing, there's Matty Pearson at the back, Sauber, Danel Sanani, um, Scott High stepping up today, you know, John Russell only came in midway through the season. There's, there's countless Danny Ward's first appearance for a few games. There's so many that aren't there that were part of a core group. And there's so many different options for Carlos now in every position that it's a really healthy position for, you know, the club and the squad and, and everyone to be in at the minute. I think there's a real trust thing here as Stephen Chicken walks into the shot. Uh, I think there's a real trust thing amongst the squad here for town where they know whoever's going to come in is uh, is really going to really going to do a job. There's nobody that's not up to the correct level to be where town want to be and you can you can see the bond that they've all got together. But I think something else that's important to to flag up Raj as I, as I kind of come into extra time as the town fan is the connection between players manager and fans as well with the fact that you know we see Carlos Corbran coming out with uh, with his son after the game against Barnsley we see that that connection I know it grinds every other team's gears they don't understand how the players can come to the fans at the end of the game and do the hey, hey, stuff but it shows just what a bond we have as a group and I think yeah those who are unable to play at the moment they see that they realize that this is a big collective and that Again, it's like we're stronger together, so it's it's a really happy place. It's obvious. Yeah, you can you can tell it's happy when Stephen Chicken's getting in behind Dave's shot. <laughs> he'll, he'll still give us twos and threes in his um, his player ratings, but we'll we'll talk about that another time. I'd love to um, see his ratings as we perform on this this <laughs> this extra time. I wouldn't, uh, <laughs> Dave. An interesting point because it's something that, that town fans and we've touched on every now and then. The obvious comparison point is that the 2016-17 side, if Town do win against Bristol, they'll actually have more points than that team did in, in that season. And it, it starts to beg the question, you know, which season was better and all that sort of a thing. But the fact that we can even have those sort of conversations and this team has, has put itself in that sort of position is, is remarkable, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We, we've asked it on the examiner a couple of times. So the sort of consensus opinion we keep coming back to is that 16-17 was probably the slightly better first 11, but this is by far the better squad. And yeah, having those comparisons, still having a, a couple of characters around the uh, the squad in terms of, of various places that are still at the club makes a difference. And yeah, it's you can see the spirit in a game like today because there, are, uh, there have been times 
over the last couple of years where town have folded under pressure. All it's really saying there's a little bit of pressure and they folded. Now they just seem to thrive on pressure. They they they, they almost sort of brush it aside. Um, and it's yeah, it's just great to see everybody's having a lot of fun and it, who knows what the playoffs bring. I've absolutely no idea what whatsoever. I've no idea if the town are going up, but long may the fun continue. I, I wrote literally two days before the season started after COVID and everything else. All we wanted from this season was just to start enjoying football again after the last couple of years. And that's exactly what we've done. And it's been great. And if you are a fan of enjoying football, we do have tickets left for the Bristol City game, the last regular season home game of the season a week today on, on Saturday. I mean, that's an early kickoff. The season card's still available until Friday evening as well. So if you need to renew or haven't had one before, especially get yourself onto the website or down to the ticket office this week and sort yourselves out and we'll, we'll gladly have you at the John Smith Stadium. Um, we'll speak again before that Bristol game but um, Andy is there anything else you wanted to, to add before we, we call it a day today at Coventry just how important I think it is that town fans do get there next week I know that it's a game that we're already in the playoffs but let's get there let's be noisy for town let's also really 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 have that atmosphere that we need for for, for the playoffs I mean we can talk about it because we confirm we are in you know it's it's something that we can talk about so be there, be there for town, really give everything that we can give. I know it's going to help that those on the pitch give everything that they can give. Up the town, come on. Anything else from you at all, Dave? No, not at all. I've just, as I said, thoroughly enjoying myself at the minute. This is this is much better to write about. <laughs> Me and you both. Um, thanks to you two and thanks as ever to, to Sportsbroker for sponsoring the show. And we'll speak to you all before that Bristol City game next week. <laughs>